Hey guys, welcome to the Collective Mindset Podcast. And today we wanted to talk to exclusively to mortgage professionals. Pro- profe- <laughs> professionals. Mortgage professionals. Can we edit that out? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no white out. No white out allowed, fellas and ladies. That's, uh, that's how it is in the mortgage biz. Okay, so mortgage professionals only. Uh, we want to talk about this industry, just some kind of breaking news that happened, and get into a little bit of nitty gritty about what's going on in this industry, and why you may want to consider changing how you do things and how you operate this business. So, yeah. what I guess, Gavin, what spurred this conversation we had today that we wanted to get no. on and rap about? My father-in-law forwarded me an article about uh, some actions certain mortgage banks are taking on their employees related to signing bonuses. So in our industry, a signing bonus, oftentimes to entice a loan officer who does a good amount of volume, uh, a bank will pay them a big chunk of money up front. And in that contract or in that agreement, they're typically going to have a, what's called a clawback uh, provision. Yeah, like where, a 12-month clawback. Yeah, 12, yeah. 24 months. It depends on the company. But um, if if that loan officer leaves the company... They owe that money back or some portion of it back. Yeah, typically in our business, because you get paid like in arrears, maybe you bring your clients, it takes 90 days to close deals to incentivize the the loan officer to make the switch. It's like, hey, you're used to making 20 grand a month. We're going to keep it so you're making 20 grand a month, and we're going to give you 90 days at $60,000. Here you go, boat. Something like that. They try to make it easy, right? But they also sometimes try to just entice you with – With words or money. A lot lot of money. So, um, but I got sent this article by my father-in-law that some companies are, we won't name names, but some companies are um, kind of taking advantage of that provision and they are proactively firing loan officers who are now not producing because of where interest rates are at, but they're proactively firing them right before the clawback period ends. Expires, yeah. Yeah, before it expires. So if there were, you know, 24 months... They're going to fire them in month 23. You know, 12 yeah. months, they might fire you right before it to where they can go after you for that, uh, that bonus. Well, it's crazy because I think a lot of – there's probably a decent number of loan officers that looked at, you know, and said, hey, the market's going to dip. I'm not going to do this kind of production I did in 2021 and 2022. Well, company XYZ Mortgage over here is going to pay me six months of my average comp off my 2021 W-2 – Hey, I mean, if I would have done that, that would have been pretty nice, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I understand from the lender's perspective, but the, the the loan officer like us, like we don't control the fact that, you know, the market, the the volume in the marketplace has dipped by 60, 70, Quite a bit. 80% at this point. I mean, holy cow, yeah. depending on your market. Yeah. So um, just kind of some bad business practices, right? And I, like, that just sucks. Especially if you were a guy that like, was still working, still trying to do loans and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking like, I'm just getting by, right? Like your income just dropped by 50, 50% because uh, volume's down, right? But you're struggling. You're still hammering the phones trying to, to get deals in the door for this company and they just cut your legs out and send you it's, packing. Dude, it's like, it's and the, then, it's like you're in the NFL, bro. And if then, it's ain't guaranteed money. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then they come after you and they're like, hey, you know that boat you bought with your sign-on bonus? Yeah, you're going to need to sell that. I <laughs> so, just give them the boat, dude. Take have them the boat. the boat. Here's the boat. Yeah. No, that's just, that's just, it sucks, man. It's bad business practice and it's kind of, um, 
you know, I think companies that are doing that right now, when things turn around, people are going to remember that. Yeah. Industry people, um, other companies and people who are looking to make a change aren't going to look differently upon yeah. those companies. So, Well, I think that's why we wanted to do this special podcast for professionals today. So as you're sitting there, let me give you just a little quick, like I've been in the lending business since 2000. So that would make it 23 years, which I can't believe it's insane. Sounds crazy. And Gavin's been in, you know, for close to that same amount of time. So we've been around the block. We've worked for, I've worked for mortgage banks. I've worked for brokers. I worked for Chase Bank for three years. Like I've done the gamut, right? I know. And it's like, this industry is changing dramatically on all fronts. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching this, you're a mortgage guy and you're serious and you're professional or you're a part-time or whatever, you want to look at it and say, okay, what am I getting with the company and can I trust them? Can I trust this leadership ownership? And I think like <clears throat> one thing that made me think about this is like, okay, let's set aside like hey, rates and programs, but it's like, does your company have an awesome marketing department? Cool. You're paying for that. Yep. Do they have a big bloated HR and all these people in there? Cool. You're paying for that. Do they have a whole bunch of people in operations and secretaries out front and all this stuff? It's like, cool, you're paying for that. Do they sponsor bowl games, right? Think about how many lenders started sponsoring college football bowl mm-hmm. games. They're paying for that. And by they, I mean you in the rates yeah, that you're well, offering. Yeah, maybe not the loan officer even. Like your your clients are paying for that. Yeah. Your clients are paying for that in the form of the higher rate that you're selling them. Yeah. And it's just like at, at some point – Where's the value in working for one of these big behemoth mortgage lenders if at the end of the day they're going to come after you for your commission or your bonus that you signed a year and a half ago that you thought was yeah. you know good business practice? And all of a sudden they're just like, no, you know, this company may have ties to, ties to the mob. I don't know, Chicago mob. But um, <laughs> right. I, I just, I you know, it makes you think twice. And so – as this world continues to change and navigate, you know, the big banks of the world, the chases and whatever, are probably going to get even tighter and tighter in the box that they're working on. They'll probably only want to do jumbo loans, right? And if you're if you're a, a, a loan officer of the people, right, you're going to want to be able to offer every product that's available, you know, and be able to understand and offer them all. So, you know, that's part of it. But I also say, like, you know, control your destiny. Like, Gavin, like, why did we make this decision? I mean, at the end of the day, right, like if you're in corporate America right now, you understand this, right? You get a memo in your inbox or or whatever, and there's some new policy that just makes no sense um, practically, pragmatically, um, logically. makes no sense, but somehow some guy in a boardroom somewhere decided this is the way we're going to operate, and you got to abide by it. It's the new rule. This is This is the way, according to the Mandalorian. You don't have any options. You have no flexibility, right? And and you've got a deal as a loan officer. You have a deal that makes sense. This makes sense, guys. Like, look at this explanation. Like, we can we can tie these things together, right? But because it doesn't fit nice and pretty in the box, or because the underwriting manager doesn't like you, this deal's not getting done now, right? And that's what I love about the broker world. Is like, dude, I've had a deal where the underwriter that I sent or the the lender that I sent this deal. Uh, to the underwriter just tore it apart. They didn't like it. They just saw everything they could possibly see to, to deny this loan. And I flipped that thing. I knew it was a good loan. Dude, I flipped it so fast, went to another lender, 
had it closed in nine days, everything was fine. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was a deal that made sense. Yeah. And this one underwriter got all hung up and just couldn't shake it out of their head. Like, they just had made their opinion about it. And if you work at a captive bank where you have one rate sheet, one underwriting team, um, one process, you're just really, you're limiting your options. You're limiting the the types of loans and, and the uh, quality of loans or whatever you want to call it, like the types of loans that you can do, you're limiting yourself and you're missing out on deals for sure. Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it's even bigger picture than that. It's just like this world is, as the world evolves, rate and comp compression is only going to happen. It's just going to get tighter and tighter. It's going to be yeah. more and more difficult to compete on the street. So unless you have some cute special product, it's going to be hard unless you have really, really sharp, aggressive rates because you don't have any of the fluff. And so the cool thing is, is like, I don't need, you know, in today's world, I don't need this big marketing budget and some people that are getting, you know, pushing probably six figure salaries now to create an Instagram post for me or a mailer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be your brand anyways. You don't want to push their brand. Why, why are you spending your blood, sweat, and tears to go push their name and their brand when they're not going to turn around and appreciate you for what you, all the work you've done? Yep. You might as well start your own company and start building your own brand because it's your relationships, your brand, not theirs. So, you know, I'm talking about the serious, entrepreneurial, business-minded loan officers. Like, start exploring that today. Well, it's the guys that, like... If you are self-generating business, I'm I'm sorry. There there just is no reason to be working for a retail bank. And if you're a retail bank right now and you aren't handing leads to your loan officers, you're a dinosaur and you're going out of business. Yeah, you You will will be done. Your margins are too fat. There's no scenario where you can pay what loan officers are used to getting paid and have marketing people and have a big... CRM that costs millions of dollars a year and have a president's trip and do this and do that. Like all of that is built into your rate sheet and the the market is not going to allow it. As loan officers, we're going to have to accept that we're having to take cuts too. We don't get to make what we are used to making Mm -hmm. and everything costs. There's a cost to everything. And guess what? If, (laughs) if you work at a bank, you're passing that cost onto your client. You're selling it to them in their rate. So there's just, it just doesn't make sense. And it's just going to get worse. And like artificial intelligence, all these things that's going to make the cost to produce a loan go down and down and down. Uh, eventually, you, our job is going to be basically like to drive leads, to drive clicks, mm-hmm. to drive calls. Um, obviously, we're still going to be walking, walking, talking, dealing with these clients. But truth be told, like we all have to become marketers and people who can go out there and tell a story, captivate an audience, uh, help them understand the importance of home ownership, and then guide them through that process. Mm-hmm. And just the days of, you know, schmoozing a few realtors and sitting back and cashing checks and making 200 bips, like, I think that's probably over. Sell, selling bloated rate sheets, like, that's that's just over. Yeah, you've got, you've got to get creative. you got to take ownership. You know, Gavin and I are going to work on a program where, you know, we help people, you know, it's like a 12 step program to leave the mortgage banking world to own a broker shop. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but that's something we're going to build out because we truly believe that this is the way that just there's so much market compression that even in the broker world, you have to be very, very competitive. And so 
that this market is only going to continue to shift that way. People are becoming very educated on rates and there's so many apps and websites and stuff out there that are quoting rates that at times are absolutely ridiculous. That if somebody comes to you and say the going market rate today is 7.75% and you're looking at your rate sheet and it says eight and a half, uh, you, you got a problem, right? And someone might go through you and be like, well, I really like Jimmy here. I'm going to go through him, but they're not going to be super happy at the end of the day. You want them to go through you, use you, and be thrilled at the end of the day. Yeah. That's how you get referrals and that's how you grow the business. So really consider that. Consider like, how does this company really have my back? And, I, and it sounds like with the news we just broke, these big behemoths, they don't. They care about their shareholders. Yeah. They care about lining their own pockets. There's a reason that dinosaur model with, you know, oh, the regional manager over here who does absolutely nothing but take you to lunch is going to die. Yeah. If you're not producing, you're not going to be in the business. Yeah. And if you aren't producing, you had better be knocking down doors for your loan officers. You had better be facilitating relationship building, um, training. Like you had better be making it so your loan officers that are underneath you are closing more loans. And it, it better be measurable. Yeah. Because if it's not, you bring no value. There's no point to you. If I was a loan officer and had no business and I walked into whatever retail bank and the guy I worked for was handing me deals, handing me leads all day long. Yeah, you'd have our Okay, man, I'll I'll work the system. I will stay there. I'll I'll like that's what you do. But if you aren't getting that, what are you doing? Like yeah. brand yourself, market yourself, get out there and find a broker. Mm-hmm. Where where you can actually do yeah. what's right for your clients. Come join a shop like ours. Yeah, create your own shop. We call it the Collective Mindset Podcast for a reason. Like get your mind right and get, get with good people tight. who are get with good people who are thinking the same way. Right? Yeah. Like I'm. I just I got fed up with that corporate model, man. It's not transparent. It's not real. There's so much fluff going on in those rate sheets, and as transparent as they promise you they're being. It's just, you're not seeing it all. And no, it's just, you're doing, you're doing yourself and your clients a disservice. And the people are choosing to do business with you. They want to do business with you. They don't really care what, you know, bank you hang your license at. They're doing business because they like you. And so build your brand. And if the company that you're aligned with does not, your, your personal values and what you like do not align with them, then think about making a change. Yep. They say brokers are better. They do say that, and it's true. Facts. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Share it with your friends. All right, thanks.